Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Copy and Headphones. My name is Caleb. My name is Trevor, and this is a podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the rest of it. We're brothers talk about brothers things. Yep. Let's get into it, Caleb. Let's get into it, Trevor. Today we are talking about the NBA Finals, which kicked off last week. Uh, your team versus my favorite player and his team, the Nuggets and the Heat. Uh, game two, we're all tied up. Where do you want to start? Um, I'm going to start, like, with the narrative coming in, I guess, and then we'll, like, talk about game one and game two. Because uh, I was seeing a lot of, like, sweep, sweep, sweep. And as a Nuggets fan, as nice as it would have been to believe that, I knew that wouldn't be true. Yeah. I think I said it on here. I know I told you. I've told, like, several of my friends. Um, even, like, in the chats on Instagram and on the post, it, it's going to be a six- or seven-game series. Um, By the way, follow us on Instagram at Coffee and Headphones Pod. Yes, a lot of you guys watch the shorts. A lot of you guys watch the reels, but let's let's get some follows. Um, yeah, man, it's like I knew it wasn't going to be a sweep. That's still Jimmy Butler, and Bam plays well. Uh, their role players have been playing really good. But, yeah, the narrative was it's going to be boring. The Nuggets are going to sweep them. Uh, it's been anything but boring. First game was the way I wanted it to go. Second game, not so much. But, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on the narrative and how that shifted or not shifted? Yeah, I mean, yeah, to your credit, like, you were one of the people who were saying, like, hey, it's not going to be a boring series. And honestly, I think a lot of Nuggets fans knew that it would go probably five or six or so. Uh, It was more like the mainstream media who has no idea how to comprehend the actual game of basketball was like, oh, Jokic is the best player, the Heat are the eighth seed, the Nuggets are going to sweep, which is funny because before that it was the Nuggets were going to lose to the Lakers. But we already talked about that. Um, I think this series is shaping up to be like a basketball dream for a lot of the nerds out there. And uh, it's been really fun to watch. Like you said, game one was a little bit lopsided, especially in the first half. But when the Heat busted out the zone in the second half and uh, brought it within nine at the end of the uh, the fourth or the beginning of the fourth quarter uh you could tell like the wheels were turning for a lot of them of course the shooters shot terribly in that game and that was really the difference um and then game two the shooter shot a little bit better uh and the big difference between game one and two besides just some shots falling for the heat and not falling for the nuggets is jimmy guarded jamal murray and jamal was having uh, a tough time with that especially with the switches like they tried to get Jamal onto like Gabe Vincent and let's talk about that last shot that Jamal took it was really weird for me because he had was it Vincent on him or was it Max Struess on him at the beginning of that possession it was Vincent right it was Gabe Vincent yeah yeah and Vincent's like a good defender don't get me wrong but he's 6'2 and for some reason Jimmy was guarding Jokic and they switched. The Nuggets switched. And Jimmy was then guarding Jamal for that final shot. Jimmy's six seven, six-time all defense. I don't know what was going on there, what the thought process was, why Jamal didn't just dump it to Jokic, who had a monster game. And I, I know Jamal just hit two big threes before that, but 
to me, that just wasn't the move. Um, I'm glad the Heat won. I think uh, it makes it a lot more exciting seeing that they were the first team this postseason to go in Denver and get a, a game on the road. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it was really weird. And that I don't think that was a coaching thing. I think that was just a kind of Jamal calling the shot in the moment, which I'd say he has but earned. He's done so many times. Yeah. And so, I think he's earned that. But over bigger players, better like better defenders. Yeah. So it didn't make know. sense. It didn't make sense though in the moment, and uh, it wasn't the smartest basketball play to make. No. Um. But work. I think, I think the big difference. Um. And real quick, I just want to say, uh, to your point, like Nuggets fans maybe knew, a lot of them didn't. I was actually told I wasn't a real Nuggets fan because I didn't think it would be a sweep. Um, so, ha -ha. but anyway, uh, Jamal, everybody, the difference I saw is we have seen teams make those runs against the Nuggets in these playoffs a lot of times, like a lot. And the Nuggets have rose to the occasion and still won. This time it didn't happen. There's quite a few reasons why Jimmy guarding Jamal is a really good thing for the heat. I think that should happen a lot more. Um, I don't think it came down to those last three points though. I really don't. I mean, we had an eight point lead and then I looked up and it was a tie game. So uh, I think, I mean, first off we had 23 assists, which is yeah. pretty low for us throughout these playoffs. Um, Yoke had four assists uh, and then Five MPJ. turnovers, had, right? Yep, MPJ had zero assists, five or six points. Same with Bruce Brown had 11 points. KCP had five points. Got in foul trouble a little early. Yeah. Um, but those are the players that need to show up. Like, we've seen teams have players score 50, 40, whatever, and they still lose. Um, and especially against a team like the Heat where they can have everybody play to a, a certain degree, that's sort of what – the Nuggets need to continue. It really looks like a lack of effort, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It, it really did. I um, mean, that's something Mike Malone touched on too. Uh, yeah. he, he it it didn't happy. look like the Nuggets we've seen. I, I wouldn't be happy either. They look content um, to lose that game, which is a really odd, odd thing to see. Uh, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll bounce back in Miami tomorrow. Um, but we hadn't lost at home all postseason, so of course that was like a huge thing uh, to everybody. But I had like an eerie feeling that the Heat could take game two. That could be one that they could take. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a great series so far, man. It's a, yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah, no, it, it, it's been great, man. Like, it's really nice to be able to watch these to, I mean, the Heat is kind of a big franchise after their 2010 success, but uh, they're they're not like the top tier, right? It's nice to watch these kind of mid-level market teams um, show how good team basketball can really be. And the thing that's so cool about both of these teams, less so now that Jamal's kind of returned to form and kind of hit a new level even, um, but the cool thing is both of them, obviously, they play through their stars. But on any given night, any role player can step up and be huge and give you 20 to 30 points. And uh, that wins, as we saw a lot with the Heat and, like, um, Caleb Martin in the Boston series. 
that wins you playoff games and playoff series. And uh, this, like you said, Duncan Robinson's 10 points, this series has been no different so far. Um, right. I, I know there were two big missed calls or questionable calls, at least um, against the Nuggets. I'm sure you want to touch on that. There was some also um, against the Heat, but let's let's talk about the Nuggets ones first. I'm not going to be a Celtics or Lakers fan. Um, I'm not going to blame the refs for this loss. I think we lost the game in other areas. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that helped. If those calls were made correctly, we would have won. Yes. But should it have been that close after we were up by that much? No, yeah, it shouldn't. Up, up by 14, 16? 14 or, 14 or 15. I can't remember. Um, but, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you game plan. This is the finals. You know Mike Mullen is an amazing coach, so you know he's talked about the Heat coming back from those leads yeah. many, many times this yeah. season, especially, like, postseason. So yeah. it's something that you just have to prepare for and weather the storm, which we usually have done a good job this postseason of doing. Absolutely. Um, we didn't in game two, but what I think is interesting um, – I don't know, like the Heat, they had like two foul shots game one, I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of that was because there wasn't like a lot of missed calls. No. It really was like they didn't get to the free throw line. That was on them. Um, and like and good I defense. think it was great defense. It was clean defense. Some could have been called, some couldn't, but of that's course. every game, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't like any blatant like, wow, like the refs are not calling fouls for the Heat. It's just we weren't fouling them on shooting shots, and we weren't getting into the bonus against them. Um, I think, like, same goes for game two on the Nuggets side. The Nuggets, those missed calls were – Big in the moment, especially like if you're a Nuggets fan and you're watching it and you're like, what the heck just happened? But in reality, that's not what lost us the game. Right. It's not. No, for sure. And those two calls in particular, like in case you're wondering, one is Jimmy uh, pretty clearly steps on the baseline um, for a kickout. And that should have been a turnover. And then the other one is a little bit more questionable like i understand in the moment missing it but it's the bam block on the jamal floater it's crazy because that floater was so high usually rest will just like call it a goal 10 benefit and then review it and And i was watching the game with with this dude who had money on the heat Mm -hmm. and i was like if they would have called a goal 10 and reviewed it that wouldn't have counted but because they didn't call a goal 10 it had to have counted yeah but that was a very clear goal 10 it was coming unlike the ad one that everybody was crying about um that one could have went either way to be honest uh but that was a very clear goal 10 so do you think that was a makeup call because there was two pretty clear phantom fouls against bam one was really bad his third foul in the first half um, he didn't even touch Jokic, and they called a foul. And then the same thing for his fourth foul happened. But the one in, in the his third his third foul was like crazy. Do you think that was a makeup call? Or do you think they just happened to miss all of those? It could have been a makeup call, but here's my thing: like makeup call shouldn't exist. No, especially like, in the finals, they should not exist. I mean, even if it happens like against your team, and you like. 
here's because refs can pick and choose like okay like that one's a makeup call like there's rules to follow if you missed one okay you missed it keep it pushing but let's not like determine how the game is played by like saying okay this next play i'm gonna have a makeup call because i messed up like there's no reason that games should be called that way whatsoever um I don't know. Like all season, the refs have been awful for every single team. So I'm not going to like sit here and blame the refs that the Nuggets lost that game. But the refs do suck and something needs to be done about it. But that's, again, that's just not the reason we lost. And and honestly, like they haven't been awful in the finals so far. Those were big missed calls. But other than that, really, it's like nothing crazy. There's not really any like controversial thing. Uh, I think probably the the block not being called a goaltend is the biggest missed call so far in the finals. And that would have that wouldn't have given the Nuggets the lead, but it would have brought it into a one point game, um, which could have obviously been huge. And then of course they did, like you said, like that's not the reason they lost. They had a chance to tie it up at the end and they ran a really questionable play. Uh, but now it's one one going to Miami. Um what do you think? Where do you see this series going from here? Because this is quite, I mean, arguably, this is the biggest controversy the Nuggets have faced in the postseason. This is a different kind of thing than, like, losing the two games in Phoenix. They just lost the two games in Phoenix because Booker had historic games and KD had a lot of points, too. Like This that, was something that, that the Nuggets lost themselves. This is something, well, not even just that, but, like, the way that the Heat went about this game and adjusted from game one, implementing that zone in a different way in the second half and then going into this game too. Obviously, the Heat are kind of notorious for the zone during the Spolster era. And, of course, Spo's comments on, like, you can't just, like, let Jokic shoot. That's not the game plan. But for lack of better terms, letting Jokic kind of go off on offense and shutting down the shooters on the Nuggets squad. Where, like, What's the counter if you're Denver here? That's not going to be something that works every game. Jokic is too talented, has too high of an IQ. Um, and then you cannot – I mean, you. That, that's what they did. They did it well. They only won by three points. They were a shot away from going into overtime. So let's not say like oh they were down double digits before that, right? But that's not the answer. Just like Rui Hachimura was not the answer. Um, it's not. It's not going to work every game. It's going to slow the Nuggets down. Maybe make games closer. Um, but I think Mike Malone is a good enough coach to make an adjustment where it's like they're probably going to run less of the high pick and roll. And probably more like set offense hmm. um, with double screens and somebody running the baseline would be my guess. Um, and just have Jokic picking off screens like down in the post more um, and have him play towards the post more than he has in the previous two games. Because then if Jokic gets the ball in the post, you're going to be forced to double, right? I mean, I think his shooting percentage in the post is like 75% or something like that. So I I think we'll make a good enough adjustment, but I will say this. I think it's a need to win game 
game three for the Nuggets. I really do. Because the one thing that scares me about Miami is momentum. Yeah. Because they're crazy. They think they're the best. Yeah. Talent-wise, they're not. But they can, like, will themselves into believing they're the best, and they just don't give a F, and they start playing like they, they are have, the best. Miami so. plays with the power of friendship, which is yeah. – uh, which is obviously powerful enough to get them in this position. Let's talk about MPJ real quick. Is uh, obviously a player that I've been super high on his whole career, um, and I think you finally did agree with me that he's the X factor along with AG here and this run for the Nuggets. He has shot. What is it? Two for eight last game. 5 for 16 the game before, he looks mentally checked out on defense especially in the last game. Only played, what, 24 minutes or something like that, the least out of all the starters. Um, and I I remember, like, probably two or three possessions where he had a clear, like, if he would have kicked it one more swing over, the Nuggets would have had a great shot. Jamal one time, KCP one time. He's playing with, like – the IQ he had in the bubble almost. Um, and I know Mike Malone is not taking well to that. What do you think you do here? Like, do you, do you see his minutes getting diminished? Because you don't want to lose him completely. He's obviously a big asset. And when he's on, he's, he's one of the best catch and shoot players in the NBA, but he can't, if he's not defending, if he's not moving the ball, if he's throwing up bricks, he can't really afford to be out there too much. I mean, we've talked about Mike Malone before. Um, when he loses faith in a player, that's pretty much it. It doesn't matter who you Shout are. You're gonna, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, brought in Reggie Jackson, Thomas Bryant. Tried to play them a couple games. They didn't play well. We haven't seen them. Okay. But the difference is, on the flip side, if Mike Malone does believe in you and have faith in you, He's going to stick with you and make sure you're getting those minutes. And he's going to trust that you're going to make it happen. Um, you've seen it with, I mean, even like with Jamal, when Jamal got hurt, right? Like, this is a team that has not made all the huge, like, trade deadline trades or, like, made all the huge, like, number one picks or anything like that. Um, I think MPJ will be just fine. He needs to have a good game. Uh, game three, I think the team as a whole is probably going to get on his ass a little bit about defending better because that has been a big difference maker for us this entire postseason. He's played amazing defense. He really has. And he's big enough to play amazing defense. And I'm not going to be a, a LeBron fan and like blame it on injuries. Uh, but this man has had three back surgeries, I think. Um, and I saw a quote from him the other day where he's like, I got to work three times as hard just to I be on the same level. As everybody else. Yeah, but back injuries um, don't but, take away your IQ in the middle of the finals. No, but pain could possibly. Um, but no, I think he'll be okay, man. I really do. I'm not too concerned. Everyone has some off nights. Uh, the finals is a terrible time to have those off nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everybody has them. For so, sure. I mean, look I at Jalen Brown game seven. Like, that's the worst time to have the worst game of your career. And he had eight turnovers and shooting crazy bricks. So, Here's yeah. the thing. Jokic did not have a triple-double either. 
Um, oh, he had so, a negative turnover to assist ratio for – is that the first time in the postseason? Probably. It was uh, – I'm not sure. I don't yeah. know, but probably. And that was oh. that was obviously the game plan, as well as just a couple of those passes were like, what are you doing, Jokic? You know, which it happens from time to time. It's rare, and it happens way less the older he's gotten in his career. It, but, if you watch Jokic throughout the year, there's games where you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, he's doing it off the strength. Like, he, like – because that's what he does night in and night out is be an amazing passer. And then he'll, like – make a turnover and then what will happen is they'll be like they'll uh accrue quickly because it'll be like okay he had a turnover and then you can see it and then he has another one and then another one and it's just like all of a sudden he has four turnovers out of nowhere so um i think we'll be good i mean we're talking about one game let's not forget that um we're talking about one game that was we lost so that's sort of the silver lining is we lost that game. The Heat played good, but we could have won that game. Yeah. So, now, here's the counter to that. If the Heat are playing their best and we're playing our best, the Heat aren't going to win. Here's the here's the counter to that, though. Let's talk about my guy for a minute here. We haven't even mentioned him. Jimmy Butler did not shoot well again. Uh, ankle injury seems to be catching up with him. He's definitely not the same player he was in the – like Milwaukee series, but mm-hmm. um, he facilitated like he does from time to time. He was playing, at, what was it, nine assists, playing that facilitator guard role. Um, and then he took over in the fourth. I think I'm assuming what Spo and him talked about was, hey, Jimmy, don't worry about the offense right now. Defer to the first three quarters. Focus all of your energy in guarding Jamal, shutting down Jamal, which he did. He definitely did that very well. And then in the fourth, look for yours, go to the line. I think he had like five, six free throws in the fourth and then a few buckets as well, a couple threes. Um, And then whenever he was doing that, Jamal was a little bit more unleashed. He had, what was it, three of his buckets as well in the fourth. Um, So that balance for Jimmy and the Heat worked really well and game two um that's something that i'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on is what is that trade-off for butler on the defensive end and the offensive end what does that look like moving forward and how many times can they get that switch with ag onto jamal because that's when jimmy cooked is when here's a switch yes 100 percent. jamal's not guarding jimmy he's not but this is the best defender that Jamal's probably seen, not only all playoff, but all season. So if Jamal can make a few adjustments, I think he'll be just fine. Um, will he score? Will he average 35 this finals? Probably not. I don't think so. I think he'll average closer to like 25. Um, but 25 is really all we need out of him if our role players are playing well. Um, but yeah, Jimmy's a beast, but it's just so hard to believe like, I it's people think I'm crazy when I say these teams are very similar to each other, but it's a fact. Like if you would have said at the beginning of the year, Oh, we have Bruce Brown, KCP. And we're like, those are going to be the difference makers. Just like if you would have said, Hey, like Duncan Robertson and Max Schurz and Gabe Vincent are going to be the difference makers. Nobody would have believed it. 
But now we got all the way here, and now it's like, oh, both these teams are so deep. They have such good players. That's not that's not true. They just have really good team chemistry, and they play really well together. Yeah. And they're all NBA players, so they any play of them for each other. They play for each other, both of these teams. So they're very similar. But that's the thing. Jimmy, as good as he is, the talent is just on Denver's side. It is. Like, Jamal is borderline all-star. When He's an all-star when he's playing this well. I think he'll be an all-star um, next year. I think he absolutely. can lose the borderline. So, and I really – I think that's going to be the big difference, which you just said right there. Keep an AG on Jimmy. He's not going to stop him, but he's going to no. slow him down. I mean, Jimmy definitely – he cooked AG a couple of times, too, in game two. He um, did, but AG has been guarding the best players. Yeah, uh, AG's had a, in a the heck league, of a run. All playoffs. He's, he's been a, essential to where the Nuggets are right now in the finals. And uh, without him – bro, can we talk about that, that alley-oop, that little reverse layup scoop thing? Uh, I know the pass from Jokic was getting a lot of attention, but that catch and finish without looking at the rim, that was crazy. I mean, dunk champion. We, yeah. It was, like, it was like a reverse dunk, but a jelly layup combined. It was crazy. It was beautiful. And that's he's so uh, – AG does not get enough credit, even like with Nuggets fans, well, even with – I think some of it is because Nuggets fans were pushing so hard for him to be that third, to be that all-star reserve. Um, And then, like, right towards the all-star game, he started to drop off a lot. And then he kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit as Mm -hmm. far as, like, attention. Um, But this playoff run, like you're saying, like, defensively, if AG's not there, the Nuggets probably don't make it past Phoenix. He's accepted his role, which is what a good player is supposed to do. Which is um, what you said AG needed to do whenever he came to Denver. Yep, 100%. And he's played every role that they've asked. When we needed him to score more, he's done that. When they needed him to defend more, he's done that. He's became a better ball handler than he ever was. He's still not great, but he's a decent ball handler now. He gets rebounds. He can pass. Playing with Jokic definitely helps everybody's passing IQ. Um, I just – I think we'll be okay. I'm really not concerned still at all. Um, I still am going to hold – stand by my six or seven game series, man. I mean, it's – it was ignorant to think it would be a sweep. Yeah. I, I don't even think – what – did you say six games or seven? I said heat and seven said heat and seven yeah i think i don't remember if i said nuggets that was seven. that was my bias towards jimmy prediction my unbiased prediction was nuggets and seven yeah yeah, yeah. but either I, way I, I, I see it going very long we'll see i mean i i don't think florida is going to get a championship this year in any sport I don't know, bro. Panthers uh, got destroyed last night. Yeah, you know the Heat uh, after winning Game Two have now become the uh, first Solid. eight seed to win a Finals game ever. So that's cool. Yeah, you know, um, postseason Nikola Jokic has more assists, more points—not like total, but in a game, 
uh, more assists, more points, more something than rebounds. LeBron. Yeah. Rebounds, maybe? I think rebounds. Than LeBron. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like in a single postseason? In a single postseason game. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been a great series. Uh, game three tomorrow night. Probably tonight by the time this is uploaded. And then game four, one Saturday. I think, I think so. We'll try to we'll try to get y'all another pot here after game four before game five rolls around. Um, my prediction for that is the series will be tied two two. What do you think? Yes, I do too. Um, I think the Nuggets need to win game three. Well, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Maybe Udonis Haslam will be out there and. Uh, Maybe. Put DeAndre Jordan and Udonis Haslam out there. Let them go. Let them go. <laughs> All right, bro. Anything else that you want to add before we get out of here? Go Nuggets. This man says go Nuggets. Here, I'll say one thing. Did you see Drew Holiday's quote about Jimmy? No. He was saying that there was literally nothing that he, our Giannis, our Chris Middleton, our Brooks Lopez could do. Jimmy and that series was uh, the best player that he has ever seen in the world. So if Jimmy can bring any of that tenacity for the finals, uh, I think it's a different series. Then it'll, then it'll go to seven games. Then, then Jordan's Jimmy Jordan will uh, bring one more ring to the family. It's not happening, buddy, (laughs) but keep pushing. I believe in you, Jimmy. All right. Appreciate (laughs) y'all joining us. And uh, until next time, peace. Peace.